So, okay. Well, I'm going to have my wife stay up here, but I wanted to, just for a few minutes, wanted to, to hit on something that I know that, you, you know, you might be saying, okay, oh, man, what, what's going on, and where does Pastor and, and Miss Kim, and where does TLC stand? How many have been, if you've been breathing in the last few days, you saw what happened with the Supreme Court and the decision on uh, same-sex marriage. Are we on the same page? How many know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, for me to not address that would be, I think, would not be good. And so we need to kind of at least take a couple minutes and let you know where we are and what we believe and what we uh, are standing on. And so with that in mind, now we had prayer on Saturday morning, which we have prayer every Saturday morning. For those of you that are, if you're not busy at all, Saturday between 10 to 11, or you could give us a few minutes, you know, I'm not going to beg you to be here because you're missing it. I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm letting you in on something. God, this, it was really good Saturday. I mean, there was a great presence of the Lord here, but we pray for the service and we were prayed for, for these moments right now. Uh, and so Saturday I was wound for sound, man. I, I could have preached, you know. Uh, but you know, as I've just settled in with the Lord and said, okay, um, how do you want me to present this? And, um, I, so I want to, I want to just let you know our stance on, on this. Uh, we, we're going to stand with what this says. That's what we're going to stand on. We're not going to stand on what man's opinion is. We're not going to stand on, uh, you know, what the, this is what God said. This is where we'll stand. Now, with that being said, you need to understand God's top 10, another name for the 10 commandments. Uh, you know, if you remember in the Bible, they went to Jesus and said, what are the greatest? And Jesus said, here's the two greatest. He said, love the Lord your God with, with everything that you are. I'm just going to paraphrase that. And the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, um, sometimes, you know, us or our neighbors aren't really so lovable. Um, but if you think about how this whole thing starts, before we, we even knew Christ, he died for us. Come on, somebody. Jesus loved you before you ever even thought about loving God. And when we were dead in sin and when we were just coated with crap, God said, yeah, there's a term for you. Pastor says we're coated with, hmm, coated, coated with crap. God loved us. So what are we going to do? We're going to love people. Now, we're not going to sway away from the Bible, but we're going to love them. Now, listen to me. Love doesn't mean I condone everything they do or what they believe. It does mean I'm going to love you. You can believe that. If you know, people might say, "Well, pastor, could uh, homosexuals or you know come in here, gays, lesbians? Could they come in here? Sure, they can. Well, of course, they can." And uh, are, is that going to change how you preach? No, it's not going to change. Are we going to love them? Absolutely. Does it mean I agree with them? No. I don't agree with the, what they believe or their conduct, but I I'm going to love them because God doesn't want anyone to perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes, are you a whosoever? Mm-hmm. So for us to say we're not doing that, then we become a club and, and ex, you know, exclusive. And was Jesus with the healthy people or the sick people? Help me. He's with the sick people saying, listen, this is the way, walk in this. And so we, we say we want to do that. Now, what, what I want you to understand is as, as elections and things come up, we're going to make you aware, just as we did in the last election, we told you where to go, we told you here's some things you can look at. We're going to continue to do that. But what has happened is when, when our president five years ago uh, you know, got reelected, there's 144,000 people. Ohio's been the swing state. How many knows that? If you win Ohio, you almost win the election. And, and what happens, 144,000 didn't vote. They left the presidency blank. 
So he won. All right? The other opponent at the time, although not uh, professing the same beliefs that we would profess here according to, to the Bible, but more conservative, things could have been different. The Supreme Court ruled five to four on this issue. It could have been six to three in our, you know what I'm saying? Had we got to the polls and put what we're supposed to do. As Christians, here's what I'm asking you. You know, you, you might say, well, what do we do now? That's past. You got it. It's past. And, and so we, we have to pursue God in a way that doesn't apologize for who we are or whose we are, but do it in such a way with integrity, not slamming. I don't, I don't see where Jesus just slammed them up. Now, I mean, he called, you know, Pharisees and Sadducees critic, or hypocrites, and I, I get that, I understand. And if you read the whole context before and after, sometimes you've got to read the chapter before and the chapter after because you want to just take that little word and says, ha! Okay, and there's reason for him to do that because, you know, you've you got the people, oh, Lord, you know, have mercy on me, you know, and pray so everybody can hear them. And, and then they're, you know, but not like this person. And we're not the judge. We're not. You know, when it bottom line comes down, every one of us, every one of us is going to stand before God. You're not going to stand before me. You're not going to stand before Obama. You're not going to stand before, you're going to stand before Jesus Christ. And we have to give an account for what we have done with what he's given us. So with that, I don't have to be a judge. The Bible says, by your fruit. I don't even have to pretend like I am the fruit inspector and I'm walking around, I don't think your fruit is good enough. I don't, I don't even have to do that. You know what I have to do? I have to follow him. That's what I have to do, and sometimes I might use words. So I have to live my life accordingly so that people will see who we are and know that, listen to me, my friends, there is an answer out there, and the answer is Jesus Christ. That is, that is love people say you know who is god god is love that's who he is that is who he is that's how he is and so we have to do that in such a way that we we can we have friends that that don't believe what we do they're homosexual you're like oh you have friends yes we do you know why do i believe what they no do i love them yes see you see how i got quiet he has homosexual do i agree with them absolutely not what would you tell them if they ask you? If they ask me, I'll tell them just what I'm telling you. They will watch my life and they will change in Jesus' name. You want your household to change? Follow God. Follow Him so strong that people watch and see. We do not live in fear. God didn't give us that spirit. We're not going to be afraid. Oh, that just means the end of the world's coming. You know what? If it does, we win. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm zapped out of this place. You want, I've talked about flying off 15 steps. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm going to take my kids with me. I'm going to meet, you know, and I'll tell you what, we'll all meet, we'll meet by the east wall. How's that? We'll get up there, we'll do what, I'm saying we cannot lose. Let's not get in fear. Let's not get, yeah, the country doesn't always follow God. I get it, but we want it to? Yes. How are we going to do that? We're going to seek his face. At least for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, you know, when people ask, you know, how's your pastor? How, you know, what do they feel? I feel it was, I feel it's, I feel it's wrong. I, di I didn't, you know, I voted. You know how we can change that? We need Christian leaders. <laughs> what we have is we have Christians that we, we sit back and, and there are places in this city 
that you could be a great influence because of your belief in Jesus Christ. I'm saying we need Christian leaders that'll stand up and say, yes, I'll run for city council. Listen how quiet it is now. I don't want to be in city council. Somebody needs to go in there. Come on. Somebody needs to be, you know, I'll be the only Christian. Hello. Now, maybe there are more. I'm not saying their city council doesn't have Christians, so please don't if this is taped. That's not what I'm saying. Well, my point is this. Let's be who God wants us to be. Let's be a light. I talked yesterday at prayer. I said this to Furman. I said, I heard this illustration. If the lights were completely out, and this was pitch black in here, and a little firefly flew in here, every eye in this place would see the firefly. That's what light does. Light overcomes darkness. I don't think he needed me. <laughs> the only thing uh, I was praying, I've been praying since this, you know, since they um, announced the decision. I'll keep this out. Um, anyway, this morning, um, before I get ready for church, I pray and I read and I was sitting there and I heard God say, what does love look like? You know, and I'm like, oh, is that a trick question? You know, I want to, okay, what does love look like? Mal has a song, look like love. What does love look like? And after me, okay, what does the Bible say? I looked up, there's the word love 281 times in the Bible. And you know what it is? Because when, when I asked my husband, he's like, looks like God. Took me about 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, 20 minutes, I, God is love. That's what love looks like. God is love. He doesn't just love. He is everything that love is. And if you look in Corinthians, it talks about love is patient. Actually, in the, in the King James, so if you look that up, it won't say love. It'll say charity. But it's the same word. It's agape. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. We're not called to be unkind. We're not called to... I mean, yeah, we have disagreements, but... Love is kind. Love is patient. God loves everyone. And hello, all of us have sinned. All of us. So none of us are, you know, we don't want to come across. And I don't understand this, the holier than thou thing. Um, I don't understand that. What we want to do, what this church will always do, we started this church because God told us to. And we will always stand and run it. I guess if run is a word, but we will conduct ourselves with what God's word says. This is our filter. This is what we want to do. And if God said it, we say it. If he didn't say it, we're not going to say it. But we know that he is love. So I just want to put that out there. I know there's been, whoo, you know, I've seen the, the phrase, you know, it looks like, I don't know who posted it, like the Confederate flag and a bag of Skittles exploded on my Facebook wall because there's all this, you know what? Taste the rainbow. Yeah. If you, yeah. The enemy is just, he loves division. We're not going to, it's because he is divide and conquer, separate, divide and conquer. We're not going to do that. And we're not going to get mopey. We're not going to get down. You know what? Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope's not in the Supreme Court. Or, or the president, right. our hope is in the Lord. Don't defer your hope. Because the Bible says in Proverbs, hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
And how I interpret that or what I have come to know is when I place my hope in my husband or a person or a something, I'm deferring my hope and I need to place it in God. (laughs) I'm sorry? I don't want to make you sick. No, I didn't say. (laughs) No. No, what I mean is anything you put your hope in other than God, you're going to be let down all the time. So this is a time of rejoicing. You know what? Because the Bible says the paths of the righteous get brighter and brighter. So the church is going to get brighter and brighter. We're going to flourish. More people are going to come to know God, but we're going to operate in love. So I want to encourage you in that. That is right. All right. So good. Just, you know, and, and be happy, you know, and don't be afraid to, oh, great. Now I can't ever use a rainbow. Hey, let me just say God did rainbows and he still makes them. And it wasn't for a symbol of anything else. And I'm not trying to, I'm just saying, isn't that not true? We're not doing that. And so don't put one up just to be bad. Hey, that's right. I'm going to use me a rainbow. Don't be doing that. You don't need to be starting arguments or starting fights or whatever. You didn't throw a rainbow up before. Don't throw one up now just because you want to. Does that make sense? I hope so. If you, if you don't like me, you'll have to love me eventually because we'll be in heaven together. So, Let me just tell you this. Out of 30 states, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go on to the message. I might not get all the message done today. We'll finish it next week. And then we are going to leap. I am so stoked. We're going to leap. And this is what the Lord told me. He said, now, he said, get a hold of them and teach them about faith. I'm doing that. uh, Well, it's either going to start next week or the week after, depending on how much I get done today. But 30 of the 40 states. Now, check this out. Voted. 50 million voters voted that definition of marriage was sex between a man and a woman. Uh, It was same sex or not same sex, but, you know, man and a woman. 30 states. 50 million supreme court overruled that now there you know now there's people that are talking about impeaching uh the supreme court or or members of the supreme court because they have violated our constitutional rights so we need to we need to talk to our our civic leaders and our you know of our state now here's the reason now listen to me i'm just i'm giving you a quick study and i'm not saying i'm a major in all this because i'm not but the president is allowed to appoint openings for the supreme court if they're there they're allowed to do that and these appointments are life term they're not two term four years two years six years they're for the life till till this dude stops breathing okay obama has appointed two and and again supreme court now and now we're just going back and now they overruled what is not supreme court is not supposed to make law you need to understand what our constitution is, but they just did. So now there's there people are jumping up saying, hey, wait, we, we got some issue with this. So what I'm asking you to do and what I want you to put your prayer cap on for is I want you to start saying, God, maybe I need to use my voice. Maybe I need to tell my state representative. Maybe I need to to uh, tell my government. Maybe I you know what I'm saying? Because here's what I need to certainly go to the polls Because, you know, you can't sit back and go, I don't have a say. You have a say. God has given you a voice. I just ask that you keep yourself in prayer. Believe that God is still uh, on the throne. Jesus never left. This, you know what I'm saying? So the church is going to go on. We're going to believe God. Now, there's a lot of people that are, they look on the negative side of that. I'm telling you the days up ahead are rough and all that. You know, here's my view of that. As long as I'm with God, I win. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying there's not going to be tribulation. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I'm staying with him because I read the book. We win. 
you can't sway me off that. I have to stay with God. So you just be, you know, get in the groove with God. Say, you know what, God, this is going to be all right. I'm going to live my life accordingly. Listen, here's a chance to show folks how cool God really is, how great he is, how my God is Jehovah Yireh, my provider, how my God is Jehovah Shammah. He is there. How my God is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. How he is Tiskanu, my righteousness. Mekadesh, the one who sanctifies. How I could say all of those. How I could say he's Rohi, my shepherd. Nisi, my banner. How can you say that? Because I know him. And I've seen his hand. And as my my father-in-law said, if we will seek his face, we'll get his hand. So let's let's show the city there are still a remnant. There's still people that say, in God I trust. I'm, I'm not going to be in fear. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be God. With you, we go forward. All my need is met. Everything is done in Jesus' name. It doesn't change my resolve. Matter of fact, it makes me go, all right, enemy, you want to dance? Let's dance. That's what we do. Give God a big hand clap for that. <laughs> All right, this is the fourth final message in uh, our, our series, I Quit. We've talked about I Quit Making Excuses. We talked about I Quit Complaining. Um, we've talked about a lot of things. We, now we're talking, today, we're talking about I Quit Comparing. I Quit Comparing. I've got uh, four different categories. I do we want to show that video? Is that yes? Yeah, okay. It's, it's just a, watch the video here and I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you ready. See, that was quick. We're, oh, I've got four different categories that we compare in, so I wanted us to look at those this morning. Number one, we c- compare in possessions. We compare houses. We compare cars. We compare clothes. Um, uh, <laughs> all kinds of things. When, when we first um, had Mal, she had to have those little shoes that are like the Nike little baby shoes and, and uh, the different name brands and all that. Everything was Oshkosh Bagosh. And you know what I'm saying? You just like stick that in your kids, making a statement everywhere. They go, that's right. And you, your kid don't even know what they got on, you know? And she went through shoes quicker and Carter has liver pills. Every month, I'm buying a new pair of Nike shoes and Oshkosh Bagosh and all that. Then the second kid comes along. Zach comes along. And what happens with Zach is he gets some of that same stuff if, if he could wear it too. Not really, he couldn't wear a lot of what Mal wore because he's a boy. If, if we did that, we'd really be in trouble. <laughs> but anyway, we, you know, we started giving, and, and then sometimes we'd get him this and that, and, by, and then Sammy comes along, and by that time you're like, you know, who cares if it's Nike? This one looks good. This will fit him. Zach wore it before. He never wore it out. It's yours. And the kids share everything. They share shoes and underwear and, you know, they just pass that on. You moms know exactly what I'm talking about. You got multiple kids, you're like, hey, enjoy those. When I was growing up, we had Garanimals. How many of you remember those? You could match those, your shirt and T-shirt. Woo-hoo! And match with your underwear and your socks. I don't think I got the rhinos on today. I'm not... <laughs> Sorry. So we compare everything. And this is awesome. I, Ron got me this new mic, and it goes over both ears. 
Thank you, Ron Clayton. So anyway, uh, we compare a lot of things. Secondly, we compare our appearances. Our ladies, you look at hairstyles and, and color and tint and, and frost and nails and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, you know, does your hair, you know, they have those TV commercials. You need to have Pantene or Pantune or whatever it is. And, and they shake their head like that and their hair goes. And, you know, and, and uh, does my hair look like that? And. Um, guys, we compare, even if we have hair, no offense, Bill, uh, <laughs> he says hair's overrated. Uh, we compare, you know, uh, so we, we really don't compare hair as much as we compare like, you know, if you're, if you're older, if you're, if you're fit or you're in shape, we're like, oh, sweet, how'd that, ooh, what are you doing? And that kind of stuff compare and we'll go after cars and and you know whatever and compare those kind of things as well um you know moms will look at what earrings you know if you're wearing both earrings or if this is a fad or if all the kids maybe you lost an earring and you're still wearing one or you know sam was the classic at this sam would always have cowboy boots on but they'd always be on the wrong foot his boots would always point like that we'd switch them and he'd go somewhere take them off put them back on you know he'd but he, but he was in cowboy boots and diapers. You know, he loved cowboy boots. I almost thought he was born a cowboy. So, um, you know, and, and so what, what happens, moms, is when you come in and you compare and dads, we, come, we almost go, if, if we're not like so-and-so or if our kids didn't look as clean, you know, then we were like, we must be terrible parents. Oh, one time for Mother's Day or something, I think I took the kids to J.C. Penney. Remember when J.C. Penney was out that French store out at the mall? And they had the photo thing out there. I took the kids out for a Mother's Day. Uh, I was like, oh, let's get, let's get your picture for mommy. But they were all dirty. <laughs> They'd been playing. They got smudges. Zach looked like his hair was caught in a Chinese rice picker or something. I mean, they, they, they put him up there. And, we, you know, they, they're like, okay, we're going to take the picture. And I got him to smile. Or Zach's kind of like. <laughs> so we give her this picture. And she is laughing. Like, oh, I love it. I love it. But I'm like, well, what's the matter? She goes, honey, look at their faces. He's got dirt on his legs and his face. And Mal looks like she's like, what am I getting my picture taken for? Anyway, so, you know, we start saying, oh, what did the people think that took your picture? Number four, we compare circumstances. Uh, you know, we, how come they they seem to have got a new car and we didn't get one or they've got kids, but we didn't get any, we want kids, but we haven't had any yet. Uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I want to be married. You know, we have all those comparisons. God, it's not fair. Maybe we think we should be here, but we're not because it just doesn't seem fair. Life has been kind of hard. We compare ourselves with people, similar interests and where they are right now and shouldn't there should we be past that when i was in college everybody had a major they wanted you you know hey what are you going to be you know did you know most of the people that start out with a major change it once twice some even three times before they finish school seriously and i I, like for me that wasn't that was and i changed mine too but really i didn't know that when i went into school and and so you know i'm like wow and a lot of times, people that even have a major and graduated with their major aren't doing anything that their major, they went to school for. And, and so they're paying for their college, trying to pay their student loans off, and they're doing something completely opposite of what they went to school for. And people will just say that wonderful thing, well, a lot of good that degree did you. That's always fun to hear. 
Why does God hate it when we compare? I'm going to look at three different thoughts and what we can do to help us not compare. Here's our first one. Comparison is the death of contentment. Comparison is the death of contentment. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says this. Don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we're as wonderful as these other men. Tell you how important they are. But they're only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. Now, that's a new living translation for 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Paul's using a strong phrase. He's like, don't you dare. Because comparison kills our joy. It robs our meaning. It destroys our marriages and families. When we're always comparing, it seems like we never measure up. If you compare your children, well, you're not like so-and-so. Why aren't you like this? Or even on the negative side, you're just like. There are kids that have grown up with hearing, you're just like this. And for their life, they feel like they never can get ahead because they were told since they were this little, you're going to grow up and be just like that. Success in life is not a matter of being inferior or superior to someone else. That's not the scale. Success is being who God wants you to be and fulfilling your destiny with his plan. That's success. Not who you wish you were, but enjoying who you are. God wants you to know he made you on purpose. He has a plan. He has a destiny. And when we can say, you know what, God, I don't have to be so-and-so. I'll just be me. I got to tell some students at youth camp that we're feeling what I'm talking about today. And this is what they're saying. They're sad. I'm not like, see that kid over there? I'm not like him. I'm like, because you're not him. How many more of you did God make? And they're like, well, uh, and I'm like, seriously, how many more? He goes, well, nobody. I said, exactly. He just made one. And you're that. So that means no one else in this world is you, just you. And God said, masterpiece, you are it. I made you just how that's you are cool. You are the real deal. Be you. Nobody can be you. He can't be you, but you can. Kid got a smile on his face. I'm going to pray that you accept you. And the rest of the camp, he'd look at me. (laughs) I'd look at him and he'd go. We do air fist bump. Success is about being who God wants you to be and not who you wish you were. When we go after our own image, we lose it because we're, we're made in the image of God. If we want to, to seek after something besides God, that's idolatry. We don't want that. We just want to, God, I just want to be who you want me to be. If you want to know why the enemy fights you so, because you were made in the image of God. And he doesn't like that. We were made in God's image. And the enemy wants to get you off course. And how does he do that? He wants you to compare. Girls have it rough. You get compared with Barbie or Mirages. If you go into any store, there's, you know, they're plastered everywhere. If you don't have that type of figure, or if you're not this or, or that, or, or guys, if you're not like, you know, Tanning Chatham or Chatham Tanning or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, see, I got it all wrong. But, you know, if you're not Arnold or, you know, if you don't have the, 
you know, you, you, you don't have all of that, then, then you're not somebody. If, you know, you don't, I don't, do you understand what Photoshop is? Airbrush. I mean, seriously, they do get pimples too. I'm saying. A lot of that is not as real as you think. Here's, here's point number two. Comparison makes us prideful. Luke 18, 11, and 12 says this, and this is going to be our last point today, okay? We'll, we'll finish it next week. Um, the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else. I don't cheat. I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. <laughs> I'm just saying, we read that and we go, oh man, I don't pray like that. Do we not see that? I was just in Aldi, just in Aldi, the last two times, and in both times, I see some, you ever been in Walmart or somewhere where the kid throws a fit? I mean, a flat out fit? I watch the mom, and, the, and they know when, because if you're busy going to pay, you can't really, you know, can't get to them. But she was saying, and I'll just call the girl Sally. I don't think anybody here is named Sally. So if if you are, completely coincidental. Sally, get off that counter. She is walking. She's going to climb on the counter where you bag your groceries. Sally, do not get up on that counter. Sally, you get down here. Up she goes. And this lady is trying to pay. Sally, now don't you, you heard what I said. Don't you do that. She keeps looking back. La, 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 la. She's walking on the counter. Sally, get down. Get down. Get down. Stomp, stomp, stomp on the counter. La, 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 la. And the cashier, you can tell she's uncomfortable. Because she knows Sally is not doing what Sally's told. And Mama ain't doing a thing about. And, you know, we all have. We want to do exactly what I'm about to tell you I did. Okay? Come on. Don't lose me now. But you know your mind is thinking real loud. And I'm right behind, and I'm just like looking. And, you know, number one, I'm thinking sermon material. No. (laughs) Here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh, man, I want to go get Sally and tell Sally what for. I just want to tell Sally. I want to help Mama out and tell Sally what for. But I don't. I refrain. I don't tell Sally anything. I don't tell Mama anything. But when Sally and Mama leave, Sally's throwing a fit because she wanted fruit snacks. And the Mama said, you can't have them yet. And Sally goes, wah, wah, wah. I mean, just like that, it was that fake. I am like, are you kidding me? So I'm thinking, oh, Mom, now's your chance to redeem yourself. Don't give in. She goes right into the bag, rips out some fruit snacks, and gives them to Sally. What? And they walk out. And I mean, my mind is like, oh, boy, oh, okay, now I'm going to get somewhere and then I'm going to finish. We'll finish this next week. I get done. Now I'm going to fast forward past that. I watch Sally out. I'll go back to it. I watch Sally out at the car and she sees mom putting the cart back. She looks at the fruit snacks, looks around and goes, throws them down. And then mom comes over and she goes, <laughs> I want that. And she wants something else. And mom says, no, no, no. You're going to eat those fruit. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Mom goes right into the back. You see, listen to you. You're doing just what I was doing. Hand Sally whatever she wanted. 
And Sally ends up keeping the fruit snacks. She didn't give them back. And whatever else she wanted. <laughs> she hands it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So when it's my back in the store now, rewind. I'm back in the store. And the cashier now <laughs> is facing me. She's facing me and she goes, because everybody in the store just witnessed the Sally issue, okay, and, and the mama not dealing with, and this is, I, I'm, I, this is what I'm guilty of. I am not like that person, because let me tell you what I would have done. Come on. It's real easy to do. But see, we don't preach that. I'm just telling you, I was wrong. Because I wanted to really judge and condemn. And was it right? I don't think she was right at all. But is it my place to make her look worse? Mm. See, we get guilty of comparing. And I just said, I'll tell you what my wife would have done. Because what my wife would have done, if that would have not been Sally and been Mally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she would have i'm telling you what kim would have did she just she'd have pushed her cart to the side and she would have said to the lady i'll be back and that would give that arnold schwarzenegger line she'd have took old mally to the car did whatever she needed to do with mally brought her back set her little butt right back in the cart and said now let's finish this that's what she would have did we've done that to our kids or to our boys and i'll tell you what you know how many times they do that in the store because they know, like, oh, happy day. <laughs> she stopped service one time, took Maddie out of the service, and on the way out, the service is full of people. Maddie's yelling, pray for me. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. But here's the problem. What I was doing is I'm saying, and God called me on it. Because I'm saying, I am not like her who would not, I do not. Was it what, how she handled that? Not my kid. If it would have affected me, you know, and I needed to say something, maybe then. But I had no business. Now I am kind of, without even knowing this person, I am edifying the fact that she is not a good parent. Wrong. I had to repent for that. I wonder how many times that's ever happened on my end. Someone's done that to me. You see, we get ourselves caught in comparing, and we, we, we need to quit. We need to just, God, I just want to rejoice in, in who I am with you and whose I am. Now, with that being said, um, I'm going I'm to say this, and then I'm going to stop, and we'll, we'll pick up on, on point three next week. We do this with not only those, like I said, with the kids, Look at them smoking a cigarette over there. Don't they know their body's the temple of the Lord? Don't they know that every drag on that cigarette, that filthy thing, takes two minutes off their life? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Um, and, and a double quarter pounder with cheese and bacon and, and to supersize that fry. Yeah, and could you dip the bag in chocolate? Yeah. Oh, don't they know that's terrible for their body? You see, what happens is... Uh, it's absurd when we compare. We don't even see some of the things that we do. And we start comparing, well, they do that, and 
we don't even see the plank in our own eye. It becomes a form of legalism. Legalism always ends up in absurdity. Comparison makes us prideful. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please?